We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing gaming content creators and streamers. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice. Is all the information is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Eric Rivera. Eric, known as Clips or Face Clips, is a professional gamer, streamer, and content creator. He is best known as one of the original founders of esports organization Phase Clan back in 2010. He's been featured in Complex Magazine and the Bleacher Report, and he currently streams and creates gaming content for his millions of followers across TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. He's also a frequent competitor and influencer in competitive esports tournament, including playing with celebrities and professional athletes, such as Juju Smith-Schuster and NBA player Josh Hart. He's also a fashionista and has acted as a caster for the Simon Cup at the HyperX Esports Arena in Vegas, as a frequent special guest on the Venn Network. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate you, man. My pleasure. You know, I'm glad that we kind of can get this going and explore your career a little. Of course. Yeah, man, I'm excited. So, yeah, so to briefly introduce the topic, we're exploring gaming content creators and streamers. So gaming content creators create unique content for social media distribution, such as gameplay tip videos, new weapons or item analysis, so really any media with gaming content. Streamers live stream content on platforms such as Twitch, 
YouTube and Facebook gaming, there's also a growing chat, just chatting scene. These individuals earn income in a variety of ways. If they're signed to a team, they may own a salary. Most of their income is revenue from social media platforms, so Twitch, YouTube, TikTok. This could be in the form of ad revenue, subscriptions, donations, bits, stars. And some platforms even have creator funds. They actually pay the creators, the individuals, to make content. Additionally, sponsorship and brand partners are very prevalent and important in these people's income, as well as gamer merchandise. And then even the licensing of their likeness to any third parties to make items with their name, their logo, or their gamer tag. So now we know a bit more about how content creators earn income. Tell us a bit about your past esports and gaming experience. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I've been playing video games forever. I'm sure there's a lot of people who, who've been doing the same. Um, but yeah, man, I started playing video games uh, that I could remember as far as like in the esports scene around Halo 3. So that's maybe like what, 2008? 2009 um i was playing like mlg halo 3 i would go to like local tournaments and stuff like that and then um in 2010 actually uh, i started playing like call of duty in like late 2009 2010 and 2010 you know was when phase clan was created um so yeah that was really the start it's like you know the early you know, late 2000s yeah i mean tell me a little bit about the early days of phase clan like how was it formed why'd you guys create it oh man we were just some kids having fun playing video games like Back then, too, YouTube started to get popular, like, on the internet. Um, you know, now there there was a, a computer in, like, every household. So you had you know, everybody going on the internet. And then um, you had things like YouTube and MySpace and stuff like that. So uh, YouTube was around. And, um, you know, I just saw all different types of videos, you know, almost like fails and people falling and stuff. And then I saw gaming content on there. And um, I just thought it was awesome to be able to see people playing video games and put my mind on there. And then um, I figured out a way that I could do it myself. And um, I had some other friends who were into the same thing in Call of Duty. And we would just always play Call of Duty together. And one day we decided to to make our own team, man. And uh, we, you know, we decided to call it Phase. And uh, now, what is it? Ten years later, <laughs> the Phase logo is like the Batman logo, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. So, how did you kind of originally get into content creation and streaming? Oh, man. So, like I said, in 2010, you know, I saw all those other people making content. Um, so I started creating YouTube videos with my friends, you know, real simple, just some edited highlights from me playing with some music in the background. Um, and then my Xbox eventually broke uh, like late 20, 2010, early 2011. And um, I had to take a break from the gaming scene. And then in 2016, I came back into the scene and um, I actually started streaming in 2016. That's when I got introduced into streaming because I wasn't around when Phase started first started. Like there was no Twitch. I believe it was maybe <laughs> just in TV, if that at the time. I don't even think it was around back then. Um, at least when I was in the scene early. Um, so yeah, so when I came back in 2016 is when I actually started the streaming part of my career. Of in the early days, it was just YouTube videos. Yeah, I mean that's interesting that you kind of were at the, the beginning of this whole trend of people starting to really take YouTube and content creation, especially in the gaming space, seriously. And then Twitch exploded, and you know now Twitch is all anyone kind of thinks about. And when you were kind of in it, it wasn't even part of the conversation. Yeah, definitely. That would like the, the the whole thought of even anyone watching anyone play video games, whether it was live or not, was so out of the you know out of the ordinary back then. So now, like, you, you got, like, it's, it's normal to walk into, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings or something, you know, a place to eat a restaurant and you got video games on the TV, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, you know, a new world out there. So what is it like to kind of see what FaZe Clan has transformed into now? Did you ever think that it could grow into this, you know, <laughs> mega where you have celebrities and athletes and, you know, Billboard, you're on the cover of Billboard and all these, you know, top flight publications are writing about it? Oh, man, uh, I don't think anyone could have ever guessed what, what FaZe would have become, you know, so... Um, I would be lying to you if I said, yes, you know, this is what we were aiming for. We were just some kids having fun, you know, living our lives on the internet. And I think that's also kind of why it, it, it thrives the way that it does. Cause it's like a lifestyle brand. And, um, it's really just that, you know, at the end of the day, that's how it was started. And that's what it's continuing to be is just, you know, people show showcasing their creativity. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a great point that you made that you were guys, just a bunch of guys that just loved playing the game and playing with each other and just we were almost probably the clips were just almost showing off to each other of like, yeah, right. like everyone <laughs> wants to look at it, but I also want to do a crazier kill than you or, you know, whatever kind of special move or whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, exactly, man. It was, it was more just, you know, just for our own, you know, our own laughs, you know? So I think it was just so dope to even see how huge it became, you know? Yeah. And, and absolutely. I think that that really just shows why it was successful, that it was just from passion. It wasn't people getting in it to make money or because everyone else is doing it. It was like, people are doing it, but we're going to take our own spin and we're going to do it because we like it too. And, you know, a decade later, it's, you know, one of, like you said, it's just fo the foremost thing. It's like Ninja as far as gaming at this point. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's super dope. Like to even see people like Ninja and everything, you know, like even create their own wave of um you know through through the industry as well like that's so awesome to keep seeing things like have such a huge impact like be able to bridge the gap between a lot of industries yeah like these are like mainstream pop culture icons it's the same way tmz follows all these you know jersey shore people and real housewives they're in the <laughs> same level at this point you know your public interest people of interest that people care about for sure yeah like if you can walk into a mall and shut it down like i think I think that's awesome. <laughs> or you can't even walk into the mall anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. You got people like, you know, Rug or Banks and stuff like that. Like anybody even catches a glimpse of them, it's over. Now that football is back in full swing, you might not be the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all your great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts and 2020 has reshaped how we work businesses across the globe are trying to be more efficient than ever so when every hire is critical indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other site helping you find quality candidates quickly Indeed also gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring, and you only pay for what you need. You can pause your account anytime, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. You can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, which is why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. 
Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Shifting a little bit to the content creation, so how do you decide what you create? Oh, man. Honestly, like I said, it's kind of just how I feel that day. So like some days, if I feel like I want to make music or something or do anything with music, maybe I'll, you know, go to the studio with some friends or something and just be involved with that. Or if I feel like streaming all day for 12 hours straight, I will stream 12 hours, you know, that day. Or um, if I want to make some TikToks, you know, I'll just bang those out. That's so easy to do off your phone. You know, you can make a 15 second video like it's nothing. Um, So really, it's just like I said, like it's more... The way I create content is just based on my lifestyle. I, you know, live my life every day and I figure out ways to to create content around that. Absolutely. So it's like, you know, you're really showcasing your lifestyle. And that's one of the things, the biggest things that everyone who I've talked to about being in this, you know, you're running your own business per se, where it's like, yeah, like when I want to wake up and stream, I stream. When I want to go to the beach and make clips, I make clips. When I want to go to, you know, this and do that, I do it. And it gives me a lot of freedom to, just really build my persona and showcase it how I want. Right, exactly. Yeah, man. It's like we have so many platforms available to us right now that it's almost, you know, impossible not to be able to put your lifestyle you know, out there and, and, you know, create content around it. Right, especially if you're in this whole social media world, it's hard to not start putting up stories and really want to <laughs> show what you're doing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You got, you know, all the different platforms where you can do that. So how do you decide what game you stream? Is it just what everyone's playing or, you know, any particular uh, favorites? Me and, me, you know, me personally, I like, uh, I like Fortnite. To me, it's, it's, uh, it's a really like skill-based game. A lot of people can't just hop on it and be good at it. You actually have to put some time into it. And it's a lot of critical thinking, in my opinion. You know, yeah, some building, people- I don't even know how to build. The whole building aspect is just another level. Yeah, that, that's why I like it, man, because there's no other game that adds that, that mechanic into it. The building, it's a lot of decision-making. And, um, you know, like one second of the wrong decision means a lot for the rest of the game. That's why I like it personally. And, of course, like I like Call of Duty and a lot of like FPS games. Um, But really, it just it has to have some type of like competitiveness to it. That's how I decide what I'm streaming or playing that day. Like I like that competitive drive. So mostly online stuff against other people? Yeah, always online multiplayer. Like, I'm sorry, but I can't sit there and play like a story mode of a game. I haven't done that in years. Maybe the last game I did that was Grand Theft Auto, the new one, whenever it first came out. And now it's already like eight years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, especially nowadays when you just have so much going on to be able to just sit there and just grind out a game and without the social interaction and being able to play it with other people, I feel like that's really not the trend of gaming in general. Yeah, I mean, it is fun. There is games that, you know, they do have great storylines and stuff like that. The campaigns are awesome, but I just can't do it, man. I like that running gun kind of game. Awesome. So what's your favorite part about creating content? Oh, man, my favorite part of creating content is honestly just to be able to inspire someone with it or like even inspire myself, like like seeing the whole creative process, like like you said, like we talked about, like it's the passion part of it to me, man. Like that, that's really what, what I like about it is just like having something you, you know, you cherish it when you create it, you're, you're you know, it's a different type of connection versus, you know, when you're working or a different kind of job or whatever. Right. It's like, you made this It's kind of like that concept of like, you know, you have a child. It's like, I made this, I put my blood, sweat, tears, 
you know, vision and here it is. Exactly, exactly. So uh, that's that's what I really like. So what about streaming? You know, what's your favorite part of that? My favorite part about streaming is being able to interact with, you know, the, the people who support me. And um, because a lot of times, you know, you don't have that connection. Like they can leave a comment, they can leave a like and stuff like that. They can follow you. Um, but sometimes, you know, you might learn something from somebody or they might learn something from you. You know what I mean? And there's people that I've met streaming that um, I've met later on in life who are successful, you know, sometimes even more successful than me or we, we cross paths again and they were just somebody from my chat, you know what I mean? So it's like little things like that where I think it's so cool. It's a small world, big, small world, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I think that that to me is what always stood out and was most valuable about you know, Twitch and YouTube and all these live streaming platforms where as a creator and influencer, you're able to actively engage with your fans. There's nothing else like it. You you can't like DM and text and like you said, engage with everyone at once. But if you're reading through the chat and you're responding and answering questions and, you know, once in a while typing in there, it's what they want. It's It's this genuine interaction. It really breeds these real relationships. And I think that's what makes these platforms so valuable and the people that excel at using them so influential at this point. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Awesome. So I know that we kind of mentioned that you're big into fashion. So how do you see fashion and gaming working together? Do they? Oh, man, of course. So you see, um, you know, for example, brands like Supreme, um, brands like Champion and stuff like that. Um, these are all, in my opinion, notable brands. You know, you see them. You've seen them most likely if you if you've ever walked outside, um, and you have them now incorporated in the gaming scene and and even without those collaborations, like I feel like you know people are proud to wear a sports jersey. Now you got people who are proud to wear these esports brands and they walk around and you know at school repping their favorite team, you know whether it be Phase or any other team, right? Um, so I think that's super awesome. And then when when they do have these big collaborations with brands streetwear industry like we have a big one today in 15 minutes um i don't know whenever whenever anyone hears this but it's probably going to be sold out by the time you hear this yeah um, so it'll definitely yeah. be sold out by then <laughs> it's a streetwear collab where phase is doing a streetwear collab with half evil and it's um pretty big in the in the streetwear scene underground and um you know a lot of influencers and in, in music wear the half evil stuff and now they're probably going to be wearing the half evil phase stuff so i just think it's cool that you know we're able to have collaborations like that and and I just think it's so, so important that, you know, these these industries collide because they're not going anywhere. Everyone loves fashion. Everyone loves gaming. Everyone loves music. So uh, when you see these collaborations happen, it just makes it easier for everyone else to exist. Why do you think they work? I mean, the stereotype of a gamer isn't exactly the most fashionable, trendy dude. You know, that's not what I vision in my head. Why do you think that there is this cool streetwear brands and why it makes sense for Supreme or even the brand you mentioned to kind of spend time building out these capsule collections? Um, it, it just makes sense because, you know, like I said, everyone's a gamer, even though, you know, you might not consider yourself a gamer, but you probably still play video games. So then you have someone who might be influential or considered, you know, fashionable, um, who now is um, explaining or expressing how they also are interested in video games, whether it be wearing clothes or streaming or whatever, right? Um, I think the collaborations more or less happen even more than just capsule collection. You know what I'm saying? Like seeing somebody like 
offset from the Migos Invest in the gaming team or something like that. And then it transitions into, you know, the 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 designers that send him clothes are not interested in gaming. You know what I mean? Because they see that he's invested in it. And then it just it just keeps happening like that. Um, but I think also, like you said, just touching back on, you know, gamers might not be fashionable. But I just think there's just everybody. Everybody's a gamer. Everybody is, you know, to me has a fashion taste. Whatever they're into is their own style. But I just think it just comes back to people expressing themselves. And that's why it goes hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, I think that over time and more recently, it's definitely become a bit, you know, more mainstream where it's like, yeah, you know, if athletes and celebrities and models and, you know, people who you might not necessarily think are quote unquote gamers, but they really are. And I think that that's why a lot of these you know, NBA 2K tournaments or even just these celebrity invitationals and charity events are so successful because it's like, wow, Paul, Paul George and Joel Embiid, they play Call of Duty just like me. And you know, you have these musicians and people that are, you know, top flight and A-list celebrities that are playing Fortnite and Call of Duty and, you know, Among Us and all these other popular games. Yeah, it's 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 actually, it's it's pretty cool, like you said, because then it opens people's eyes where it's like, wow, they're, they're just like me. You know what I mean? And exactly. almost, it almost gives them a chance to connect on a different level, whether they just see them, you know, on TV or whatever it is. It's It's almost like a disconnect like that, but then. And almost puts them in their shoes. Yeah, and I think it kind of like normalizes a little bit more. It's like, okay, well, this supreme phase, I really like it and I really do enjoy it. And maybe I can get it because it's not just a big jersey. It's something a bit more trendy and cool and it maybe fits a bit more with my style. Right, exactly, exactly. Because, you know, like I said, there people do wear sports jerseys and stuff, but they might not be as open to wearing, you know, like an esports jersey. But they will might you know might be more open to wearing like a sweatshirt if it's just you know simple and clean you know it's not as yeah like, I mean that champion face clan stuff that you guys have that they put out in the past was great looking it's just very minimal it just like kind of has the logo but you know you might not know if you don't know and I think that's what makes it really you know fashionable and unique right yeah I, that's I agree it's a simple and clean. Absolutely. So I know you kind of started to touch on it, and I want to expand on it a little bit more. So how do you see music and gaming working with each other? Oh, man, I feel like they've always worked together. Like music is like a universal language. And then, you know, you have gaming where um, it's, you know, it's almost its own universe in its own. Um, you have, you know, we can go way back. Tony Hawk, they got the soundtrack to all the early Tony Hawk games, you know, stuff like that. You know, you got iconic music from, you know, atari games and stuff like that so i think that that has always been there that connection but now you see it even more to where you have you know like we were talking about earlier huge music influencers huge music celebrities huge artists who um are also just just like us who just game and like to have fun on their free time they don't only just do music they don't they're not spending 25 8 in the studio even though most of them probably do but they might also have a game console in there you know what i mean so um I think it's cool that, you know, we see like big tournaments and stuff where you see like someone like Logic, someone like Chance the Rapper, someone, you know, like Marshmello being able to just have fun playing video games in a tournament, compete with, you know, some of the pro players and just have fun or seeing them on stream like we talked about and just um, even create their own, you know, community of, of people who enjoy their music and also like to watch them play video games. Yeah, you know, I always kind of saw the path that Steve Aoki laid by, you know, founding Rogue and kind of being very trend setting on that and getting some of his players to play like Dead Mouse and Dylan Francis and yeah. some of these big DJs. And now it's like 
that's the norm at this point. Yep. It's crazy. <laughs> and then I think also, you know, in the music world where you, with Marshmallow, these amazing concerts where you had, you know, Travis Scott with the music video and the oh, yeah. Fortnite concert and just the way that these platforms just play off each other where now you can play games, but you can also have a live musical experience with your friends in the party. Yeah, that that's awesome, especially right now, too, with the whole thing going on in the world with the pandemic. Um, they do have now like these, you know, online concerts. And what's a better way to have something like that than, for example, like we talked about the Marshmallow concert or the uh, Travis Scott one that they had in Fortnite and stuff like that. Like there's so many opportunities, I think, that you can do things like that. And I think now those doors are opening with these collaborations between music and gaming. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, you know, bullish on it. I'm coming from the music world traditionally and always seeing a lot of similarities between the gaming and music and entertainment generally that I was like, wow, this is great. There's going to be so much more of this and <laughs> a bunch of different artists, Offspring and Charlie XCI, they all started to do, you know, in concert performances and other games. So I think this is definitely going to be a trend that we're going to start seeing more and more as, like you said, there's more opportunities, more musicians are starting to see the value in it more of the organizers, the concert promoters are starting to figure out how to do it, how to monetize it, whether it's, you know, Twitch overlays and on-air ads the same way everyone else makes money on Twitch or if, you know, it's an even immersive experience. So I'm going to really be excited to see how music and gaming continue to grow with each other. Yeah, same, man. It's super It's super cool. So in addition, you actually have, you know, been acted as a caster for some events. So how'd you get into that? How'd that all happen? Oh man, so I was living in Vegas and I got an opportunity to uh to cast um I believe it was a Call of Duty event first. And um I casted a Call of Duty event, a smaller Call of Duty event, and um it was awesome, man. Like I never had never done that before in my life, but it was it was cool when you got somebody who's already a professional in that field who who can carry you through it. Um and then I did the Simon Cup after and um uh, that was so awesome man to be able to to just talk about a game that I love like Fortnite and see people compete at a high level and, and, you know, be able to break it down and help people who might not even understand what it is, you know, understand it. So it was awesome, man. That was one of my favorite things I've ever done was, was casting. Is that something you want to continue being able to kind of look at the game from, you know, this more analytical approach? Uh, yeah. Like that, if there's more opportunities for that, for sure. And I'll definitely keep looking for some, cause that was, like I said, one of my most enjoyable experiences just to be able to to look at the game from that standpoint instead of just playing it. So what kind of differences between actually playing the game versus casting for it? Oh, it, it's a huge difference. Sometimes you see things that the player might not see. You know what I mean? And and also, like, it just gives you a chance to really break it down. You know, like I said, so sometimes you might see things they don't see. And it, it gives you a chance, like, maybe if you go play the game later, you might even be a little bit better at it. Just because you you know you were able to break it down and get analytical with it, yeah, I mean that absolutely makes sense. Where it's like, okay, now I'm looking at other people playing the game, and I think that that's how a lot of you know most of the pros kind of get better is by watching their own gameplay as well as other teams and other competitors, and kind of breaking down the little stuff that maybe they missed, so yep. that you think about it when you're playing, so you don't miss it. Exactly. No, yeah, exactly. It's almost like studying tapes and stuff, like in traditional sports. Absolutely. So, you know, what's the future for Eclipse? Where are we going from here? Oh, man, I'm so excited. So uh, right now it's the end of 2020. It's been a, you know, been a, been a big year, you know, 
Uh, a lot of interesting things happened this year, um, but I'm excited to end it. We I should be moving to a content house in Las Vegas. Um, it's going to be you know me along with some huge TikTok gamers and influencers, uh, Overflow, Tanzer, Nick's Night, Sushi Bay. Uh, who else? I know I'm missing one more. Tom Fool. Um, and we're you know we're just doing our thing out there. We're going to be just pumping out content, man. On all the platforms, doing exactly what we do right now. Um, but even better, going even harder. So um, excited to be one of the first gamers out there in, in Las Vegas to be doing that. So, yeah, tell us a little bit of Content House. What's that like? Is it like just a frat house where you don't have to go to class? Oh, no. So Content House, for, you know, for my vision, is definitely going to be it's like a business. You know what I mean? So we're there. We're, we're getting our content done. We're going to have our schedules to where, you know, we're pumping out videos. We're making sure everyone is staying on track and, and just being better than they were the day before, man. And that's really what it's about, just having a group of people who are who got the same vision and want the best for each other. And that, that's what I'm excited to have. You know, a good team, good group of people around me, and, and a lot, you know, just a lot of good vibes and people who want to win. So how does it work? Do you all have, like, a streaming schedule? Or is it like we got to share the internet and the bandwidth? What's, what's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, of course, you know, the location is going to make sure that we have, you know, substantial internet to where everybody can, can exist and work the way that they need to. Um, you know, I'm not going to be the person who's like, Hey, you need to stream at this time. But like I said, everybody's going to be doing exactly what they were doing before. And we all have been pretty successful. You know, all of us have at least a million followers, um, you know, as a digital footprint. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that everybody's going to stay on track, stay on schedule, maintain their work ethic that they've had prior to the house. And like I said, we're just going to amp it up even more, make sure that we, you know, we run it up. Awesome. And, you know, hopefully when the world is normal, we'll be able to, you know, invite the world to come check it out and really, you know, show oh, yeah. what a content house could be. Exactly. And of course, the world's going to be able to check it out. Just make sure you follow us on the social medias. You already know the vibes. Um, but yeah, well, don't man. Don't plug those yet. We'll, we'll get know. to that. We're going to get there. Just wanted to make sure that, you know, <laughs> they understood. So what else? In addition to the content house, is there anything else you're looking at trying to expand into? Um, honestly, man, you know, of course I, I, I got some big plans with the house, but, uh, I always want to make sure that I continue to exist in like the music space and exist in, you know, the fashion space like that. So this next year, be on the lookout. Maybe I'll, I'll, uh, I'll drop some, some big collabs on the, on the fashion side. Maybe even, uh, maybe even release some music projects might not be mine, might be some affiliates of mine with stuff that I you know, producing and things like that. But, um, but definitely maybe this next year I'll, uh, I'll expand from just focusing on the gaming empire that I'm trying to build. Okay. So maybe we'll get some clips merchandise out there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely trying to get some clips merchandise out there and maybe even, um, like I said, make it a little bit better than just merch. We'll, we'll try to give you guys some, some time pieces. Awesome. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. So I really like to end each episode with my three questions. So what's your favorite game to watch? My favorite game to watch. That is a good one. That is a good one. Favorite game to watch. Man. Hmm. Favorite, bro, I love Fortnite, but it's hard to understand if you don't understand it. So I, I like to enjoy things with other people, not just me. You know, so it's no fun if you do it by yourself. Um so like I I feel like people can generally understand Call of Duty. And even like a like a Mario Kart or a Super Smash Bros, like okay. to me, like those kind of like of course, like I'm I'm a competitor, so like I love like a good like a you know a Counter Strike or something like that. But 
I feel like if I want to just, you know, be chill and make sure that other people have a good time too, like a Mario Kart, uh, you know, Super Smash Bros, something that's like quick and competitive. Okay, so what's your favorite game to play? Favorite game to play right now, definitely Fortnite. Definitely, definitely Fortnite. What about all time? Ooh, <laughs> all time favorite game. This you one. You too. You know, we're not choosy. We'll give you a little leeway. Dang, man. Call of Duty definitely, you know, has so many titles, but specifically Call of Duty 4, that was a real fun one. And obviously Modern Warfare 2, they came out right after each other, one after the other. So I'll count those as the same one, Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare 2. Um, man, this is, this is a hard question. I'm going to go way back. James Bond Goldeneye. Like, okay. I so, used to put the cheat so code in that game. <laughs> Yeah, James Bond, Goldeneye, like that game for the Nintendo 64, 007. You put the game Shark on it. You can unlock like dual weapons. You can shoot paintballs out of the guns. Like I used to have a lot of fun with my brother way back playing that. Yes, those are the days when I began to be terrible at first-person shooters. So <laughs> definitely would never get the golden gun. Oh, man, bro. That's why I had the cheat codes for because, uh, you know, I needed to get it right away. <laughs> Awesome. So, you know, last question. Who's your favorite video game character? Mario, Luigi, Pikachu. Favorite video game character? All right, we're going to have to say Master Chief from Halo. Okay, okay. So, you know, thank you so much for joining us. Tell everybody where they can find you. Hey, you guys can find me at OG Faceclips on Twitter, at Faceclips on TikTok. Honestly, you could just Google Faceclips and you probably should be able to find me. But yeah, that's it. Twitch.tv slash clips. Stream every day. Make sure to check him out. You know, he's working on some amazing things. And thanks, everybody, again for tuning in. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, JustinJESQ, and check Apple Podcasts for all our past episodes.